Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, episode 28, recorded December 16th, 2017. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're talking tonight about what else? Star Wars, episode 8, The Last Jedi, starring Mark Hamill for real this time. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Laura Dern, Carrie Fisher, rest in peace, and a host of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to attempt to do this in the least spoilery sort of way, but chances are you went out and saw this movie. So, so this is this is the new movie uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, who has a, a bit of a different feel for it than uh, than J.J. Abrams, who directed The Force Awakens and would be back in, in two years for episode nine. Uh this picks up basically right where Force Awakens left off. We've got Rey, who's tracked down Luke Skywalker on a remote island, on a remote planet, in a remote part of the galaxy. The point is that it's very yeah. remote. Uh, yes. We've got the Resistance running away from the First Order. Stuff explodes! Stuff explodes, and there are wars in the stars. It lives up to its name. Okay, so let me preface this, but it seems like whenever there's a new Star Wars anything... The fans are polarized. I don't know what the deal is there. It's just what happens. Yeah. And I, you're definitely seeing that with this one. But we're seeing it for slightly different reasons this time. Um, whereas I felt like the first time with uh, Force Awakens, a lot of the a lot of the fans, a lot of a lot of people in general, were like, "Well, it's a little too much like a New Hope." Or I think you and I jokingly called it the New Hopening or something. Yeah, a new New Hope, a newer hope, something. A new and... New Hope. A newer hope. Yeah. yeah, that Tauntaun has been beat to death. Yeah, and I think he, this movie actually flips a lot of that on its head. I feel it's funny because there's definitely moments of the movie where I felt like they had been listening to what the fans had said for the first one and <laughs> openly engaged with some of it. I'm not going to yeah. be like, like I said, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get very spoilerific about it. But there's definitely some like Kylo Ren lines that are said to Ray that feel like stuff fans would have said. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like I can't give like a specific example because I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but it's definitely there. There it, it it is, and there are definitely still quite a few callbacks to to stuff in the in the previous movies where it's like this this is sort mm. of a mirror thing, which on on the one hand, yeah, can be overdone, but at the same time, that's sort of a recurring theme with Star Wars. It's like you know these these things happen and they happen again, and you know, new characters have to learn the same lessons. Let's yep. let's just try not to bore the audience too much with it. Exactly. And for the most part, I think I think that worked here. the The places where they did the callbacks mostly still felt fresh because it wasn't exactly the same. It was it was definitely you know slight slight twists here and there, just just enough to keep you off balance, which I felt was not as much the case in in The Force Awakens. Yeah, The Force Awakens has what, I think there's even a video about this, of what the internet has been calling uh, weaponized nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've, we've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, whereas this film still kind of like, I'm, it, it still uses nostalgia, but it uses it in a, in a better, well, a less weaponized sort of way, a less offensive manner. Um, although I think it's been bothering some people. Um, oh my god, they did this thing, but they didn't do it right. Alright, okay. Sorry if you actually said something <laughs> like that. You would have sounded like that to me, even if you didn't mean to, but uh, yeah, just take it as it is. Yeah. So, that's something I really liked about this movie, is that it you it knew where it was, and it wasn't 
trying to make us feel stuff through its callbacks as as much. It wasn't just it wasn't be like, hey, look, the Millennium Falcon is cool and everything. Like there wasn't that in this movie, and I thought that that actually helped it a lot. The performances for everybody's pretty good. Um, everyone does a good job. I know some people have been complaining about Mark Hamill because I think people just like to complain about Mark Hamill in this day and age. <laughs> I, I think it's just what we're used to doing is just complaining about Mark. And I actually thought he did really well. Yeah, he, he I think he did a good job here. The way they, they portrayed the character of Luke Skywalker in this movie does fly a little bit in the face of expectations. It's not exactly what you might have thought was going to happen. But that's a mm-hmm. good thing. It's interesting. It's challenging. It's not too predictable. Yeah, and I think if 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 it had gone the way we thought it would, we would have been bored. Like that would have been very interesting. I think that actually helps his performance. Like the fact that he's not just doing the regular Luke Skywalker thing. So the fact that he gets this thing that's sort of flying the face of expectations, it means he gets to kind of grow with the character more. And he's you know been sitting with the Luke Skywalker thing for such a long time that it makes sense. But mm-hmm. you can tell he still kind of likes Luke Skywalker, unlike Harrison Ford as Han Solo, where I could kind of tell that he kind of hated it. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. It's... There's 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 a bit of that from, from Harrison Ford. Like, he's he's been up front. It's like, this this is, you know, acting is, is a job to him. It's like, yeah, he tends to not get as attached to, to a character as, as other performers might. But mm-hmm. um, although I don't, I didn't, no, I, I didn't feel that way about him in like Indiana Jones or Blade Runner, though. Or maybe he hated it less. I'll go with that. He looked to be hating it less <laughs> in those movies. Anyway, that that that's neither here or there about this movie. Um, so the Last Jedi, the it's the, it's the typical story. They're fighting against the resistance. They have they're trying to deal with the problem. It has a lot going on. Busy would be a word you want to use with this, but busy almost doesn't seem quite right either because in a lot of ways it felt like three movies to me. Like we have we have this yeah. uh, Finn, we have, we have Finn and this new character Rose, we have their story going on, we have the Resistance story going on, and then we have the Rey, Kylo Ren, Luke storyline also going on. And for the most part, it's balanced pretty well, but a part of me wishes that one or more of them was better streamlined. I complain a lot about a movie being too long, and I'll admit I saw this movie at 11 o'clock and I was really tired towards the end there, so there's that. There's that. You fool. But it, at no point did I, like, it didn't drag for me, but there was definitely moments where I got impatient. So I'll say that, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. I think some people actually kind of like that. That's, you know, anticipation. That means that you're really into the movie, which is true. I got really into the movie. But at the same time, there was moments, I definitely had moments where like, this needs to move. This Something needs to happen. But not in the same yeah. way that I usually mean. Yeah. No. Well, uh, busy is the word that I used. But, I mean, like like you said, I'm not sure that's exactly right. With, with three stories... It, there is a lot going on, and I did feel kind of like some of the characters and, and parts of those stories were a little underserved for that reason, even with a two-and-a-half-hour runtime. So that's to, to me, that ended up being more of a, a quibble than, than mm-hmm. a real qualm or a, a reservation. I didn't feel like it actually broke the movie. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed myself watching this movie. And and like I said, some of the characters were really underserved. There there were things that that happened that okay, it makes sense that that happened, 
but to happen in this way and at this time felt a little anticlimactic. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying real hard to, to not be too spoilery here, folks. Yeah, there's like two specific characters that you definitely feel that way about. There's definitely some fake out kind of things that happen a couple of times that you were like, oh, are we going to go with this? And then they didn't. Yeah. I can't decide if I would have been happier with those things or not. I don't know. It's not bad in any sense. I had a like, I don't think it's bad at all. I mean, the I had a really good time. I enjoyed everything about it. I was like in the star. I got into the Star Wars world. So and like I wish it was maybe 15 minutes shorter. Maybe I feel like it needed to be longer than two hours, which is a, like a rare thing for me in general. But this movie needed to be longer than two hours. <laughs> I don't know. There's just it's more script stuff than it is actual movie stuff. Like, I feel like they probably could have streamlined some of the stories a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And the cool thing about the movie is that I think this is the most visually appealing one since the original movies. I honestly can't think of stuff from the other movies that looked this, like, good. Like, I mean, it's not really shot. It's all on a computer. But it's beautifully rendered. I'll go with that. It There are some great <laughs> scenes that would more or less be cinematography that's done really well in this film, which is, yeah. I felt like, something that was kind of missing from Star Wars since... The original trilogy, maybe. Actually, maybe since the first one. Uh, I remember there being a lot of striking images in, in A New Hope that... No, nah, there's some striking images in, in Empire, at least. But this is the first time in yeah. a long time that I felt like that is a beautifully constructed frame there. And that was coming up a lot in this movie. I really like the use of red. Um, I feel like these movies actually miss out on red a lot. And this film has uses it very well. It has a, it still has the the typical, it still has that color yeah. palette that all the Star Wars movies have had, but I feel like it's using it's definitely using the color red a lot better than I've seen in any of the other movies. Like 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 you said, there there's some some really visually striking scenes. I'm not sure I agree with you that there haven't been as many. Like there there's some some really impressive stuff in in Force Awakens, like the the lightsaber duel at the end in the in the forest at night where it's snowing oh yeah that, that was, was you're right that was that was pretty striking yeah you're totally right yeah yeah, yeah. so and that's that's kind of been a, a hallmark thing for for star wars and and there's some more of that here which is which is great uh and and it's and it's not all cg like there's some really great location suits the the island where ray finds luke skywalker and they they spend some mm. time there that's that's a real place and yep. was a real pain to shoot because you know, weather and, and actual environmental conditions and just getting there. Um, mostly what I was referring to, the stuff that was made on a computer, was the salt planet um, near the end where the... the this is in the trailer. Yeah, where yeah. Cruising along and there's that red that the uh, that the ships are, like, cutting into the ground. Um, I mean, that clearly was, you know, done on a done on a computer but that doesn't mean it's not a beautifully made little image so that's oh yeah that, that's what i was meaning. yeah no that was that was definitely cool that was definitely cool but all the uh what i assume is either scotland or ireland or maybe iceland where they filmed that stuff like oh that's yeah that's also very well well shot as well so i don't know yeah. it's i i i mean i agree that like there's that one thing but this was the first uh, there's that one there's the lightsaber duel in Force Awakens, but this is the first time that I felt like since A New Hope that I had been struck so much by by the images, and in so much that when I walked out of the theater, I was still thinking about it. How do you feel about Porgs? 
so porgs. Uh, they're fine. I was I was actually well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you you've seen them in at least one trailer, and they're they're these adorable little critters. So, what I was worried about is, well, they're adorable. Are they also going to be annoying? I don't think they were annoying. I didn't find them to be. No, no. I I I think we've. We've we've had our Jar Jar Binks watershed. Mm-hmm. That's that's not likely to happen again. Mm-hmm. Which used to be the Ewok watershed. Yeah, yeah. The Ewok line is real, folks. <sighs> it's, uh, it's... Nah, these 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 were fine, and they're definitely merchandisable. Uh, and I get people being cynical about that. I don't think they're like the Ewoks. I can't blame them. Yeah, I can't blame everything. Oh, so here's the thing, like. Everything in Star Wars is merchandisable. <laughs> Every single thing. Porkins. Porkins from the first movie has his own action figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. And he blew up. And he blew up. Honestly, I mean, there was... After like four lines. <laughs> there was a there was like a hoax thing that went around where it was, you know, uh, Luke's aunt and uncle's, you know, burnt up skeletons were an action figure. That That's not real, but I keep waiting for that to happen. No, it isn't, um, but... <laughs> You know, so like, so I understand people being like, this is, you know, just a blatant thing, but everything in Star Wars is more or less designed to become an action figure. And they, they gave us some fun little moments in this movie with, with the Porgs, so. They did, which seemed to be some kind of rodent chicken. Uh, yeah. There's, yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so. so. I guess if I was going to give this, this one a read, um, I wish it was shorter. I think it's visually striking. I think everyone does well with what they do. Um, I feel like some characters could have, their arcs could have been a little more interesting or played out in a, in a deeper manner. I'll go, I'll, I'll go with that. Like their, their arcs could have been slightly, slightly deeper. Um, and there's, and actually this movie made me sort of hate a beloved character to a certain extent. So there's that. So that, those kind of things kind of, they do sort of hurt the film from being like an A film, but I think I'm going to give this a really solid B. It's it's pretty worth it's worth it. It's worth seeing in the theater with a bunch of people. So, I come from a bit of a different place. I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. I I love Star Wars and and like we we talked about previously in our our episode with Ghostbusters and Star Trek, I'm not afraid to call it on the carpet when it's bad and it has been bad. I didn't really feel that here. Like like I said, I I had some some quibbles with it and I think we mostly agree on those. But to me, they didn't detract from the movie as much. I, I felt like this this was an A-minus movie. And, I mean, it is Star Wars. There are lots of big, impressive, sweeping visuals. There's the John Williams score. Mm-hmm. I mean, ab- absolutely see it in the theater. Big screen as you can get. A-minus from me. All right. Okay. I mean, I was going to see this movie anyway because I'm a person who cares about pop culture and, you know, the I, w- I like to participate in the cultural zeitgeist of things. But even then, I still found myself really enjoying this. So don't let my, my B grade feel bad in any way, folks. Um, maybe just remember that I'm a little dead inside in the pop culture stuff. So, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's totally worth seeing. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Tim and I also saw some other movies that we don't have to go into in depth, but they're I think they're worth seeing too. It's like I also saw we both saw Coco. We both really like that. Yeah, yeah, strong recommendation there. I think I think we both like Lady Bird, but I Lady liked Bird it a little bit more than you. Complicated, um, but yeah, those those are very different movies from this. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, if uh, if that gets up for any awards, we can go to it, go into it a little more in depth if that's what happens. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, Star Wars, on the other hand, worth your time, and it's not like you weren't going to go see it anyway. So. And if you want to hear us talk more about those other movies, tweet us at Dead Letter Movie on Twitter. Uh, hit us on Facebook. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll record a bonus episode. Yeah, we can't really you can't really talk to us on Instagram, but we also exist on Instagram. <laughs> we do. Also at Dead Letter Movies on Instagram. Yes, I guess I guess that's it for Star Wars at least. Yeah, that's that's it for Star Wars at least for now. Watch for for more to come in the the weeks and in the the year ahead. We're <clears throat> we're knee deep in award season, so yeah. Tim and I will probably have more yeah. stuff we have to talk about pretty oh, soon. Oh, for, so. for for darn sure. So, for now at least, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.